Welcome to Recipe Club, the podcast where we debate the best way to cook the things you want to eat. And my name, my name is Chris Ying. Uh, Dave and I can barely contain ourselves. Dave Chang is my co-host on this show, but none of that matters because we are joined today for the first time in the history of this podcast, live in studio with the literary doyen. Oh, no. I've never had to call you that in person. Oh no, Rachel Kong. Mm. How you feeling, Rachel? I'm excited. My first time. Uh, it's, it's. I'm. I'm a little nervous. Seems Is that everything there's a you lot of camera- it would be? I mean, it's everything and more. Yeah. We have uh, kombucha. Me and, there's two me kombuchas and, and a bean water two guy. Pink lemonade kombucha drinkers. Uh, um, I think the audience wasn't to know. What happened to the paper mache owl? Did you burn it in effigy? Oh, oh yeah. I forgot. No, it's in the garage. Yeah. Can we thing. burn it? No, no, it's art. That thing, is, that thing was always going to survive. There was no Did Anthony there. Mann ever get back to us when we were making fun of him? Have we heard? I, no. How can you hear? I haven't heard personally. How can you hear? Why he's so quiet? Oh, no, again. <laughs> this has to go on for at least 20 minutes. Uh, we... <laughs> This is a deep inside joke reference to the inside joke <laughs> we on the last Rachel Cog episode. Five people that are on this joke. Uh, I mean, we talked about this briefly in the lobby, but the reason why we have Rachel in studio now is that you you live, you're our neighbor. You're here in Los Angeles. As of two weeks ago. And it's hot. It's very hot. But yeah. and uh, did you leave um, the Bay Area because you found it to be intolerable as well? This guy, this guy. Go ahead, Rachel. Just, just go ahead and tell everybody um, the truth. I, I love San Francisco, but I'm excited to have my first real summer here. After... Well played. Well played. You didn't fall for it <laughs> like Chris did. This <laughs> is my first time wearing shorts like, in like <laughs> 10 years. Oh, I know. That is... Do that again, Chris. That was great. So what you lost in temperate weather. Yes. You have, I think, you tell me, gained yes. in some new dining options. You've been eating anything good here. You, you've been exploring. You texted me. You've you had a new uh, market already. What's your what's oh, right, the eating yeah. life like since you've come down here? Um, well, I guess I'm near. Uh, well, so today I just came from eating cold noodles in K Town. Mm, which one? Um, I think it's called Corner. Corner Place. Yeah. You should see. Wait, did you I didn't pick stumble it. into it? No, no, no. I was invited there by a Yeah, friend. classic, oh, okay, classic. Okay, okay. Where, where was our invite? Yes. I don't I mean. Well, I've heard. You got the, kung, uh, the, the, the kungguksu or the dongjimi guksu? Was it tart or was it, cl- was it uh, milky broth? It was clear. So yeah. you had the dongjimi guksu. Yeah. It was, it was very a delicious with, a, it was so with a slice of hot really house tomato Really good on top. kimchi. Mm. Yeah. It's a fantastic place. But the aunties are very stern. Oh, yes. <laughs> As they should be. Zero Fs there. As they should There's be. no Fs. Uh, so you've, okay, so you've also, already stumbled into yeah. a, into so a that, classic. And then uh, eating a lot of lavash, because I'm sort of in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Large swaths of lavash. You're, you're very close to my neighborhood, the, yeah. the lavash belt. We are in the, we are in the, <laughs> We're in the lavash belt. belt. <laughs> which is like, which is cool. Actually, I went to my local Ralph's, and there's like a whole section of, Armenian baked goods. Yeah. And I'm like, I oh, love it. pretty it cool. Say that if yeah. you were in that area, it'd be a really good place to be on a keto diet. What? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah. Just just nothing but just meat have, on swords. Well, the meat, yeah. yeah. But, but also all the, 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 the meze stuff. The salads. Right, right, right. The salads, the hummus, the yeah. baba ganoush. All of that is delicious. Yeah. All of it is 
keto 30 (laughs) whatever except that yes that is true dave (laughs) technically it's true but (laughs) i mean that juice soaked piece of bread at the The bottom and then just or the rice and then the rice the rice rice in the bread with the meat i'm gonna not eat that i'm just gonna eat the meat that that is that's a torture worse than (laughs) than than anything else this episode is brought to you by anytime fitness We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Well, we are very, very excited to have you here. This this episode, I'm going to declare it right now, this should be the last time you have to cook your recipe at home. You should come mm. into our, our studio home, cook with us, hang with us, see us all the time. Before we jumped on here, we were already talking. She doesn't seem that excited about that. We mentioned that in the lobby, and I don't think she was very excited about that either. I think I'm she liked scared. the seclusion. Yeah. You should be. I'm a little scared, it's, it's to be honest. You can cook by yourself. <laughs> You know, Dave and I will just be watching on a closed circuit oh camera. <laughs> no big deal. Um, welcome, welcome to God. I'm just really, I'm really happy we're doing these in person club meetings now. We have like a we're we're here together finally and doing this. Like this is no uh, one seems overjoyed though. I, you know, it's crazy because has who who else has come into the studio? Well, we had uh, we had a special Bricia Lopez oh, episode. Uh-huh. Might be a. A new wedgie. She, she she caught on to the competitive spirit real yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> she, we have to pass away, pass around her resume. See what you guys think. Well, it'll be yeah. We'll put it up for a club vote. Should do like a cooking you know? in my writing group. You have to do a writing sample. So like a cooking sample. Sure. And, and here at Respigo, there's a one in one out policy. So yeah. also <laughs> out of this thing. Is uh, Chris Union in this writing club? No. How do Never. I join this? Do I have to send a writing sample? <laughs> Yeah. I have. I need to start a new one. So. Gotta, I'm gonna, this is this is the chat GPT's got to write this stuff. For <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna or, cross or this gonna out. Be, it's gonna be Chris, club. I need help writing the writing <laughs> for Rachel's writing club. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, the last thing I will say about this 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 whole podcast was born in the deepest throes of the pandemic. I think you know whether we we admit it or not. It was like it was a nice way of like. <laughs> Some kind of connection, right? It was it was a little – it was like Dave was cooking the same thing that I was on the other side of the country the same time that Priya was or you were or whatever. And it was, it was a nice thing. And now being able to do this in person is a, uh, is, a, is a great boon. We're here to talk about duck because Rachel Kong, of course, as could be predicted by anybody, 
landed and got duck during the draft episode. This was pretty high up in your your choices, or this is I think one this of the was last my ones. final pick. Oh, like nobody else. I think this was the one where you guys were like, "You have to pick duck." <laughs> well, <laughs> because you, nobody else who was le- you know nobody else wanted duck, and I actually like duck. What do you? Okay, so so you like it, but you didn't pick it. Yeah. Were you? Do you not pick it because you don't like to cook it? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. Do you think that's a general? <coughs> thing? Well, I feel that you need to cook duck many times in order yeah. to get good at it. Um. And a lot of people are not prepared for it because it is literally a sponge of fat mm-hmm. and yeah. delicious fat. Uh, uh, but it's not a home cook kind of thing. Yeah, It's just unwieldy. You know, like a chicken is pretty manageable and tiny. And then a turkey you do once a year, you know, like it's like an you event. Know what? You know what? Because it's a literary reference and you guys are literary people and we have one doyen of literary goodness, godness. Um you know what a duck is like versus a chicken? Okay. A chicken. Because when you look at a duck, you're like, yeah, it's like a chicken or a turkey. I can do that. Mm-hmm. You're, where is this you're going? Gonna I know, where is this going? I'm where the fuck is this going? appreciate this. For those that are literary nerds out there, what we're trying to talk about in comparison of the difficulty of a duck versus a chicken is the chicken is the equivalent of the crying of Lot 49. <laughs> Okay. Versus Mason Dixon. Okay. <laughs> or Gravity's Rainbow or anything else or every other book that Thomas Pynchon has ever wrote, which is much more difficult but looks very simple. Mm. But it is not. Okay. Is Rachel, that, Rachel, is Rachel, that a good one? <laughs> okay. If Dixon, <laughs> I'm trying to parse this. A chicken is clearly. Chicken, duck, chicken, duck, and turkey, Rachel. The chicken is the short. Pinchin novella, The Crying Block 49. Yeah. The duck is the is Mason Dixon. Yeah. A, mm. a novel written and in a, a dialect of a, is, is no, a turkey is inherent vice, I think. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah the not. movie. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually, that checks out. Yeah. Okay. Well, so for the uh, the last three remaining uh, listeners to this podcast, we, did, we didn't predict um, that, though. Yes. I, so, and, and the fact that it, it's, it's all interesting to me, the fact that it did. F- fall to your lap in a very late round of the draft, mm-hmm. even though you like to eat duck. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Also, like, I didn't notice at this time, it must be also, like, Priya, Brian, John, like, didn't want to no. tackle the duck. If I was me choosing, duck would have been my first choice. First choice. First choice. Right? It's like Peyton Manning. I draft Peyton Manning. I had, to, Caleb choose, Williams I had this year. to choose crab. Yeah. <laughs> what is, okay, so when it comes to duck cookery, and its challenges, is it primarily just fat management and rendering all that? And, and is, is that the main obstacle? I think obstacle? it's about the preparation because you can't just plop it in the oven. And the second thing about it that is, you know, you do have to prepare it and it's about temperature. It's a lot about temperature and, and the right temperature to get the kinds of duck, you know, doneness you want in terms of the skin crispiness. Yeah. And so case in point, the... I, I think we would all agree the 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 apex, the acme, the the peak, the pinnacle of duck cooking is the peaking duck. Maybe the pinnacle of all foods. Yeah, yes. and people <laughs> mistaken the peaking duck for a roast duck that yes. is also Chinese, which is also mm. fantastic and delicious. But a peaking duck is a very specific thing that most people have never really had. Mm-hmm. They've had roast duck with pancakes. You've had roast duck with pancakes, and so 
I mean, we've talked about it on the DC show a lot, but like just just to illustrate the point you're talking about in terms of temperature and fat management and and getting a crispy skin and still rendering the fat and not you know and having the, the right thing. Do you want? To, can you talk through like the general process of making a legit peking duck? Yeah, uh, without getting into technical science of what you're trying to do on a cellular level to to get the fat in the skin to react a certain way, and and, and we're also talking about specific. Uh, peaking style ducks, right? That have a lot of fat, um, very different than wild ducks. This would not work. Um, so you boil it. You first separate the skin from the through the meat itself, the the fat in the skin, and then you would pour boiling water over it. Then you would um, let it dry, and then you would give it a maltose bath. Maltose is a very very particular substance that's sticky. In a way is that it's it's almost like a pit sand, like a like a like a like a what's a pit sand? That doesn't make Quick sense. Sand. Quick, Quick sand. sand. It's very difficult to work with. Anyway, you you are trying to manipulate the skin so when it is cooked at a certain temperature over high heat and low heat, it's going to render out the fat, and then the skin becomes basically glass. You want it to be like a, a like glass that will shatter, and there's nothing like it. And the difficulty about doing that is a lot of times you will cook the duck and by the time you get the skin to the desired crispiness, the meat will be overdone, which is why in China, the the we, this is again going to go straight to where you can't talk about things. The ass end of the duck oftentimes is obliterated and <laughs> you're just a giant cow, open cavity. What? <laughs> I guess we could talk about it in other... Like, well, okay. let's, let's talk about it. So when you obliterate the ass, <laughs> of the duck, sure. In order to pr- properly prepare a peeking duck, you got to obliterate that ass. <laughs> no, but like most of the innards of the duck get ripped out in yes, the facility. This is, this That's actually, what I mean. No, like literally, literally. Yes. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It is actually a defining characteristic of the peeking duck is they pull all the innards out by obliterating its ass. <laughs> <No. Yes. laughs> Through its ass, I should say. Right. Okay. <laughs> they evacuate the innards through the ass. They take the whole thing, so it's a giant cavity, and, and that's actually how most ducks are processed. And that's there's nothing wrong with it. That's actually wow. how you want most ducks to be. But in uh, I, I'm not the Peking duck expert, although we filmed a TV show about it at that place. <laughs> um, the on the left side, and I don't know if this is true completely, but uh, the places that we spoke to, they, they make a small triangular incision under the left wing. And then they, like a mummy, they exhume all the the stuff inside. So it's a much more delicate process than <laughs> ripping out the saying instead of the asshole. Yeah. A small and so by doing so, incision. they give it a new little, little yeah. arm hole instead of the asshole. Yeah. So by doing so, the meat will steam from the inside mm-hmm. than just roasting everything out of Whoa. the duck. And that's what makes it a very different thing altogether. It takes a lot of work to do that and something that we rarely ever see here, although I think there's a couple of restaurants that are trying to do it. God, it is such a, it, you know, you talk about this all the time on the other podcast too, but like one of those foods, like we were, we were joking about chocolate and like we talk about this all the time, Rachel, where like who, how, how did humans arrive at this point where they saw this right, right. alien looking pod, yeah. this cacao bean, and then yeah. said like, let me get the let me get yeah. the seeds out of that thing, yeah. and then let's, let's ferment them, and then roast them, and dry yeah. them, and then pound them, yeah. and like mix them, well, and let's make them into a little kiss shape. <laughs> make them into a little yeah, little 
poop Drop emoji, it, yeah. and then and then sell them. Like the same thing with Peking Duck, mm -hmm. where I'm just like all of that process mm -hmm. of separating the skin. Like a lot of it is logical, but like God, the refinement and technique, and then the service of it too. I'm, I'm gonna crazy. just say this. Well, now that I have said it out loud. I'm going to have to say it out loud I have to put it in the, the ether. I think the creation of the Peking duck is the greatest culinary achievement in the history of it. <laughs> <laughs> I say a lot of ridiculous hyperbolic things, but this is fucking like something I'll stand by because it is. Yeah. <clears throat> it is singularly the greatest culinary achievement in the history I mean, of mankind. I, yeah, I can't think of anything else. Right? It, <laughs> is the, it is the <laughs> epitome of technique, <clears throat> deliciousness. Style, service, everything. Obliteration Again, of if, assholes. Nothing else obliterates an asshole so well. And if if there's an intelligent life force outside in right. UFOs, that might be right the dish that gives us faster than light technology. Because they do. Or those they things, would just right? be like, "Fuck, we're out of here. We can't." <laughs> oh shit! These yeah, guys, these give guys. us that technology. <laughs> give us that peacock duck technology. We got these crazy ducks on our planet. And uh, their assholes are intact. <laughs> We've talked about assholes, but we yet to talk about poop. So good job. So yeah, far. we did a, we did a great job. What else do I have here? Peking duck, not to be confused with Peking duck, the the breed. most common breed. Uh, I don't but think you. They're ever, made out of. They are also they are, made yeah. out of Peking ducks. I think because that's like the most common breed. Mm. And the average, I think, uh, consumers like I've never run into a non Peking duck at a grocery store though. Never. Right. Never. Never. Do you? I mean, do you do never. you work with? No, we, we, we used to sell a whole lot of duck uh, at the original Sambar because we had the rotisserie duck. God, that was good. And you take the duck meat. I mean, I could do two hours on why I love duck, so I'm just going to shut up. <laughs> that okay. duck dish is very good. Though. I really legitimately have conversations with myself. <laughs> just about how much you love duck. No, but what is truly the most magical, mystical animal? Is it the pig or the mm. duck? Oh. And these are two... This is like Godzilla versus King Kong, and I just don't know who wins. It's, it's really difficult. I mean, everything about the pig is delicious. Everything about the duck, amazing. <laughs> what duck preparation is not this fucking is like amazing? Deep into the night, Dave's like, yeah. duck or pig? It makes me believe there might be an actual god. <laughs> that, that wants a Christian us to, god. That wants us to be happy. Uh, it's true. The fat, delicious. The skin, mm -hmm. delicious. Duck the confit. meat, delicious. I mean, like, I almost have to take everything bad I've ever said about the French because of duck confit. It's so good. Uh, according to Poultry Med, which I assume is a website that you know found somewhere, uh, France is the king of duck consumption. What? At four and a half kilograms per person, I assume, per year. Malaysia, number two. What is oh. Malaysia? Is that, is that just like Chinese. a lot of Chinese, Chinese people, roast duck yeah. in, in Malaysia? Well, is that, that's not possible. This, this statistic cannot include all of China. Yeah, what about China? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, what's going it, on? Like sixth is China under Taiwan. This is some. This is a whack stat. Uh, did <laughs> that come from uh, Newsmax? <laughs> what are the pig statistics? This cannot be true whatsoever. Uh, I don't. I'm not. I'm not. That's that's supporting. Some false, I'm not supporting news. Wait, poultry that's from, med that's from the poultry website. Hungary and Bulgaria. <laughs> According to Poultry Med, out eat Taiwan and China per person. I take offense to that. Uh, well, here's the thing: per person, though. Oh, per person. There, there be a lot of persons in China. You got to divide that. Yeah. Don't, don't give me this math shit. <laughs> uh, last question, generally on duck. For you, Rachel, as a diner, mm -hmm. 
do you find yourself drawn to duck on a menu? And then I want to ask like the reverse from you, Dave, in terms of like chef putting it on the menu. Yeah. Like if you see, if you're like, oh, there's duck today. Are you, yeah. are you more inclined to go, oh, yeah. duck? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Duck breast or like a confit duck preparation? I mean, yeah, confit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing about why a duck is such an amazing thing. It makes the breast meat amazing, too. It's like, yeah. I can't say the same about fucking crying a lot, 49. Um, also known as the chicken, the American <laughs> chicken. So, the chicken's so much more basic than the cry a lot, 49. But anyway, yeah. The, the duck is. God, it, I'm really like, I love it. I love it so much. It gives me so much joy. And uh, I remember like when you, whenever you recipe test duck recipes, when you're doing it, mm. your cholesterol shoots through the roof. Mm. Um, I also remember when Rich Teresa, he was doing dirty French and he was like, cause he was fucking around with our rotisserie cause they put a rotisserie in and they're like, cause here's the thing. When you're cooking duck every day, it's one of those things what you taste every day. And then when you taste, you get tired of other foods. But you don't get tired of eating a slice of duck mm-hmm. oh. like every time. Yeah. When you think about it per day, you might have had like 16 slices of duck ends. <laughs> that is an ungodly amount of cholesterol yeah. and fat. That is like a whole duck's worth of breasts basically. But also like the most juicy, crispiest biscuit. Yeah. And it is a uh, in everything in moderation. It's ho- That's how good a duck is. It's not something you can eat in moderation. <laughs> It's like the most ecstatic I've ever been. We just we brought like a heroin addict on here to just talk about like with a pile. It's just like you you literally have to tell your doctor that hey, around this period, it's like an actor that's gaining weight for a movie. Yeah, like you know, hey, I got this role coming up. Just so you know, it's gonna I'm gonna have some weight fluctuations. It's like, hey, doctor, um, just so you know. These are duck numbers. The next four to five months, my my numbers will be off the charts bad, but then it will go back to normal, I promise you. So that's just what you have to do. Is it, is it good fat? Is like, oh, like healthy. Yeah, like an avocado. I, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can tell yourself that, but I don't, I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Is duck a... Is duck a, a halibut type of thing? You put it on the menu, you know you're going to get an audience. Always. Duck is, is, mm. is always going to draw people in. Always. Um, is the floor for duck pretty low, though? Can you get really bad duck preparations? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a no question. <laughs> that's, a, like, that's literally a no-brainer. Yeah, like, you can get some really bad duck. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, uh, even duck confit is harder to screw up. Um, but you can definitely still screw it up. Mm-hmm. But... Oh, man, I'm just thinking about this too, like a properly cooked duck confit that's been crisped up. Whew. Man, my my heart is just yeah, it's just racing. Your heart is racing, yeah. but also slowing down. Yeah, exactly from all the fat. Uh, well, Chris, how do you feel about duck? Yeah, I am. I had never tasted any duck preparation that wasn't. Chinese roast duck or Peking duck until I got to college and you know started experimenting with other things. You know, I in between pad thai, (laughs) but when I had the duck curry (laughs) at the Thai restaurant, no, it actually it actually was it actually was probably closer to like medium rare duck breast with raspberry coulis. It was definitely probably closer to the original thing. Um, So my my. My sort of preference is actually for the sort of slow cooked, fully well done duck than it is for the. I appreciate a a, a mid rare duck breast, but I'm always drawn to the the 
super tender duck, but I love it. Um, unfortunately, there's no, uh, <laughs> there was no peeking duck on our, our, our submissions. Um, and if you are a longtime Recipe Cub listener, you know how this works. We gather recipes from you. None of the, oh, I didn't do the Google thing. How many recipes? Oh, 363 million results if you Google duck recipes. A lot of them for roast ducks that if you look at these pictures, man, oh. they truly look totally in, uh, hammered and asses obliterated here. Uh, <laughs> but we use, we use none of those recipes. You, we use recipes that you, the listener, send in to us. Uh, as a reminder, you can still send in recipes for the remaining ingredients for this season, including ube, watermelon, lemons, chicken wings, flavored vodka, and a few others by sending them into the fixer at majordomomedia.com. Um, we got a good number of duck submissions, and Rachel examined all of them. She got duck pho from Eric Badaru, seared duck with raspberry cardamom glaze, a.k.a. Uh, <laughs> Raspberry Cooley with duck breast from Catherine Cunningham, who Sounds I've noticed, good. Catherine Cunningham, you you sent in a recipe, I think, for basically every wow. ingredient this season. Uh, Mushu Duck by Daniel Cranenberg, Duck Choy La by Abba Niraula, and Grandma Wong slash Mama Cho's Braised Duck by Natalie Cho. Uh, what did you pick and why'd you pick it, Rachel? I chose the Braised Duck. The grandma's braised duck. Now, do you see it as a Grandma Wong or a Mama Cho braised duck? <laughs> a grandma came first. So. Uh. Hi, this is Natalie Cho, and this is my recipe for Mama Cho slash uh, Grandma Wong's braised duck. My family is originally from Hong Kong. My mom didn't come up with the idea like completely out of the blue. It is like a familiar recipe. I just have like strong memories of seeing her like really carefully like carving it and then drizzling the extra sauce on it. And it's like this beautiful platter and this like lovingly cooked meal like when our family would get together. We usually have it like as part of a really big meal, but certainly serving it with some white rice to soak up all the, the good juices is a, a pro tip. Candidly, I'm a little afraid because Dave Chang did rally against doing this recipe because there's no crispy duck skin. Chris came up with the idea of like, oh, budget duck is a chicken. If he wanted to just do duck breasts, it's still duck and duck is delicious. It's just not the whole bird. There's like pros and cons of both. The recipe itself is really straightforward. So I'm really curious to see what Rachel does. And I'm especially excited that Rachel picked my recipe. She's my favorite. So she sent in a very, a very funny um, letter. And, you know, I think that when we discussed this on your last episode, Chang was dismayed mm -hmm. right off the bat that yeah. this recipe would not include yes. a crispy skin. But I will read just a little bit of her uh, head note, as it were, uh, right now. Hello, Chris, Dave and Wedgies. Close your eyes and picture a plump, juicy <clears throat> succulent whole duck turning slowly on a rotating spit mesmerizing you with a sheen of glossy liquid gold fat dripping off crackling skin so crisp you can feel it shattering between your teeth this is not that recipe <laughs> this is basically so this is a obviously as you've gleaned from the name this is a Family recipe that gets prepared for all of the big holidays, Thanksgiving and Chinese New Year uh, here. It's a braised duck, and evidently it kept her grandma alive until she was 97 and grandpa till 104. So maybe that fat is... Healthy fat, Maybe yeah. that is some healthy fat, Rachel. Uh, here's, the, here's the basic premise behind this recipe. You take a whole duck, 
Now, when she says Long Island is preferred. That's the same thing. Same thing, right? Uh, And you basically clean it out, take the innards out. You marinate it in salt, sugar, garlic powder, light and dark soy sauce, shaoxing wine. And then you uh, take it out of the marinade after a few hours or a day. You toss the duck into a cast iron Dutch oven and then add that marinade in there. Cover it up and just braise it until it's done. Flip it once or twice and just cook it all the way uh, until it's, you know, a braised duck falling off of its own carcass. And then she advises that you you use the broth uh, um, and the carcass for congee. Um, that is the original way of making Mama Cho <laughs> Grandma Wong's braised duck. Um, but, you know, here on Recipe Club, we're never satisfied to do things by the book. So... We took a spin on the wheel of death, which is the uh, God we all worship and gives us our constraints for how we were supposed to individually prepare this dish. Um, Dave spun the wheel and got one pot, one pot. So he had to make his braised duck in one pot. Seems so hard. Taxing his considerable abilities. <laughs> <laughs> but I am really curious if you got crispy skin. No. No. You did. I mean, I did, but well, let's. I'll talk. We'll get about to it. It. Okay. This uh, whole recipe made me sad. <laughs> Rachel hit Lux for the second time running, meaning she had to spend 150 bucks and and basically luxify this thing, make it fancy. And by the way, we recently finally got to see a photo of your last Lux effort, your Lux crab cake, and that looked dope as hell. So thank you. Nice work there. I um, think she just photoshopped something from Yannick Alano's cookbook. <laughs> Whoa. She just took, very, took looked a, very took, much like something that was out of the Plaza. Took a photo <laughs> from the cookbook, then put some yep, yep. watercress on top, then took another photo. Yep, yep. Uh, and I drew budget, meaning I had to make my version of Grandma Wong Mama Cho's braised duck for less than $20. Uh, so we're going to discuss right now how each of us fared with our various tasks. I would like Dave to go first because I think yours is closest to the original. Mm. And I want to hear some of your alterations. When I said this recipe made me sad, it's not because it's a bad recipe and I don't mean to, you know, besmirch the recipe author or the family of it because it tastes great. Shockingly, it worked. But also when I think about it, it turns into almost all the braises that I make. Sugar, soy with some aromatics and you cook the shit out of it. (laughs) Basically, that's almost every Asian brace. Without, um, yeah, this one was star anise. Um, the reason it made me sad is I love – if you're going to do this, something like you want to break down a duck, render it out. You want to get – there's so much versatility in the duck and you can do so many different things. And had I had Lux or something like that, I probably would have made a sauce from the wings, the carcass. I would have broken off the breast meat uh, and the and the legs and trimmed off as much fat as I could. I would have rendered out the fat or – what I wish I did was just take the fat off the duck completely and then, you know, score. I would take, I would sheet it out and all the other ends and bits. I would add that to the braise because you do need some fat flavor into it. And I would have just braised the duck naked. Um, and I would have made, then I would have rendered out the duck skin and had that as something. And I regret not doing that, but that's something that you could have done. Um, so this one was one pot. I did it in a, sort of a, a casserole, Le Crusade top pot. Um, I I think there's a lot of things. 
I think you should cook duck at a medium, medium low heat. If you do it too high, the duck meat will cook too fast before the fat gets rendered out of the duck. That's not, it's the complete opposite if you're cooking wild ducks. Wild ducks, you want to cook it ripping hot uh, because there's just not enough fat on it and it's very, very lean. Um, so this one was like, all right, I looked at the recipe and I could still do it one pot. So I, 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 I added, I did some different things. What I wanted to do was make a sauce, um, by breaking down the backbone. I broke down the duck and started roasting that off. And instead of garlic powder, I added real garlic. And then I just added half an onion cause we had that on hand and I just eyed the seasonings of it. And it tasted again, like if you make a lot of Asian braises, it's pretty, pretty normal. And I only added one star anise to start and I tasted it and it just didn't come through. So I did add the eight. When you read it, it's like, eight. Hey, that's a lot. Um, and I always want to be judicious with star anise. Um, and the recipe is super, super simple as you'll see with everyone else talking about it. And I thought what I could do, if I had the equipment ability to do it, I would have taken all the, 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 the contents out, strained the sauce. I would have roasted off the duck in different pans. I would have probably have, you know, braise the duck legs on the other on the bottom end but i would have crisp the skin so i would have just braised the bottom so it would have been more like a braised chicken where you still have crispy mm. poultry skin and the duck breast i would have just really rendered out slowly and then crisped up so i would have just braised the meat itself preserving the skin had i not taken it off i thought a lot about this every which way but there was no way for me to do it since it's one one pot so i just threw all the shit in there um <laughs> But before I the way the recipe says, yeah, yeah, yeah. basically, <laughs> and then I took out the carcass, um, and then I tried to then roast out the breast meat, and then then I added the aromatics. Ultimately, I took out the carcass. Chris came over to taste it. Yeah, delicious. I have, I have a question though. One one really nice. I mean, this will this will come up later with with my version of it. But I thought a, a nice thing that you had going with yours was. Like your sauce was so nicely emulsified and just mm. rich looking and uniform. Did you skim any fat off it or did you just do it high? Like how did you get your sauce so like so, glossy? So and part per- of that is, again, it's somewhat of an emulsification, but you need to like get it at the right consistency. And then it does become sheeny. It's almost like when you add gelatin to a sauce, not that anybody listening other than a professional <laughs> cook might know. Um, so th- yeah, that that's what it was. But a lot of it is like it, the fat, the sugar and everything it just becomes this, you know, mm-hmm. like sauce. It's like almost like a, like a, like a salmé sauce, like the French blood sauce. It almost has that consistency. Mm-hmm. It was, it, lo- it was, it Again, was. I'm thickened. dropping culinary terms. <laughs> it was, that people it was are like, thickened. It was delicious. I want to try to draw this analogy, like just trying to uh, summarize your feelings about this. Like, there's so many possibilities of what you could do with the duck. There's so many uses. Break it down. Do all these different parts. To me, it makes me think of like. The first time someone gets to fly first class internationally and there's like so many bells and whistles you could take advantage of of, and instead you just sleep the whole goddamn way through and you're like, that was still really nice. What's that like, Chris? But I don't even start with me, Dave. Do not try to paint me into this corner. Do not even try it. What's that like? You know, it's just like, oh, I should watch, you know, that's not me. With all these actors striking Hollywood. They should add a picture of Chris Ying next to all the executives of all the studios. Yeah, all that all that studio money, it's right in my pockets, guys. I'm just saying, you don't take advantage of any of this stuff. I will say this on behalf of the one pot thing, even though you were disappointed to have to do the one pot sad. thing. I was really sad. 
I will say this though. We already established early on that a lot of people are intimidated by duck cookery. Mm-hmm, yeah. I think this is a really good entry point. No, all you have to do is throw a, if you no, throw no, a duck no, in a pot, don't do you'll that. Get it. Why? Don't. I don't I don't know. There's other ways they should make You could do this with chicken. Yeah, but mm. you can do a duck too. Yeah, but you can make the duck more exquisite. <laughs> okay? They can't. That's the point. No, you're basically <laughs> putting like, you know, you're taking your like Ferrari off-roading. You don't do this. I may be flying one flight internationally, but this yeah. guy's taking his Ferrari off-roading. So it's kind of nice to just sit in the Ferrari. <laughs> should not even move. No, I, 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 again, I am torn. I understand this is a family recipe. It is a delicious recipe. I just, I think that if I was able to cook this in a way that I could use more pots and pans, it would have come out better for me. Um, well, we're going to find out how that turned out for Rachel, but do you want to go, should we give it to Rachel or do you want, should I just do a quick budget one? Yours was similar. Yours was actually, you know what? Really impressed with Chris this one. <sighs> this episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Pondering the Bagel with Tom. Oh, the paradox of the bagel. Tis crunchy yet soft. Tis filling yet has a hole. Tis a vehicle for spreads, but only travels from toaster to plate. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. So I had, I had the task of budget, uh, meaning I had to spend $20 or less. And the meaning I would just right off the bat, I can't buy a whole duck. There's no, there's no way for me to buy this. I wasn't gonna go hunt a duck at the park. I oh my god, that go would have been barter so a good. fucking duck. But because there's an amazing <laughs> rift in the price <laughs> merchandise continuum of the universe, you can buy a Chinese roast duck <laughs> from a Chinese barbecue restaurant for basically cheaper than a whole duck. <laughs> so a whole Chinese roast duck at CBS It's like Seafood. Costco rotisserie chicken. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. A whole roast duck I think was like $32. What? Something like that. Um, a half roast duck was 14 <laughs> So I bought a half roast Chinese duck, uh, Chinese roast duck, and I know the recipe called for a full one, but I thought, okay, what is the actual real mindset of of any recipe that's trying to stretch the a limited amount of meat? Let me use the meat to uh, flavor fillers. So 
we had some daikon in the fridge already. I, I snapped off a few inches from a piece I know Dave was <laughs> saving, so I stole a little bit of daikon uh, and a few old carrots in there, and then everything else basically as it was. I, I just braised this duck in everything that was that, that it called for, and I will say the one alteration, the thing that's like always been a mystery to me about these Chinese braises, because my my uncle does a very very similar braised duck and they're always just like you just put sugar and soy sauce and that's it and i'm always just like it's so salty (laughs) how can you put so much soy sauce in here what fucking magic is happening and then when you watch them i'm like what was that cup of water you just had (laughs) you just don't count water as an ingredient so i will say I did basically the amounts they had in here, but I padded it out with with water, um, especially because my duck was already you know seasoned and roasted. But that was it. I braised already roast duck that was fourteen bucks. I added some filler to it, and it was really really good. Like I didn't get the I didn't get Dave's beautifully glossy sauce because I didn't have a lot of fat in my mm-hmm. duck. It had already been rendered off through the roasting. Um, did you but, take the skin off and stuff? No, I left the you skin in there, and it came it came out just like it it would have. You know, the the meat was sort of fall apart. It tender. tasted oh, tasted um, how should I say? Good for something that was wildly overcooked. But, <laughs> you know, something that you didn't have to cook twice. I cooked it twice cook anyway. Twice, cooked. but it would have yeah. worked with. I would say this. I would rather put if I had bought a whole duck for myself, which I am known to do, and I had half left <laughs> rather than. If I had eaten my fill of roast duck, I would not mind like mm, doing this with the yeah. You know how Chris likes to eat whole poultry? Mm, please Shirt don't, off. Please don't. Oh, we've please, talked about this so many times now, just please, like Anthony Meehan. Please, please don't. Please don't. This is the same uh, way as the, the pee on the tire. Yes, <laughs> we've talked about this so many times and I love it. Uh... <laughs> The one, the piece of feedback I did get from Dave, he did, he did give did he it. Tell you about the time when like the part of the chicken skin <laughs> fell into his belly button. It didn't fall into like, my belly button. That might taste good. It's like my little oven. <laughs> I, um, Dave did did give me my flowers for this. But the thing that he actually said because we tasted them side by side. Dave and I have been cooking oh, them basically back to back in like two separate kitchens. How many kitchens are here? Wow. We have 700 kitchens. No, we have we have two kitchens in our studio. Dave, Dave tasted mine. I was like, yours tastes more Chinese than mine. <laughs> like, really? It's the flavors like, of his hands. One tasted like your ancestors. Mine tasted like, I, you know, some YouTube influencer made it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what happened, but it was definitely more Chinesey. So you commune with Confucius, <laughs> or like you know, Grandma Wong was on your side. Grandma, you know? Grandma, I felt, I felt a, a, yeah. a hand on my shoulder. I looked over and there was yes, nothing Grandma. there. But I was like, how was, did you, how did you coax all of this flavor? I was like, whoa, dude, it was really unbelievable. I was like, it was. I even, I'm not even gonna say it tasted good, but it was like a power punch of flavor. I was like, what the fuck? And legitimately, I was like. <laughs> I mean, again, I'm chewing through the crazy overcookedness of the duck. Excuse but I was like, you. It was, it was tender. It was but tender. It was very, very flavor packed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, and then last note, we merged them all into one any day so I could take them home and feed my family. Oh I didn't, my God. Didn't have you know time. what it must have been like in that scene in Harry Potter where all of the friends and loved ones and dead ones in his life are trying to go <laughs> wow. against Harry Potter? They come out of the yeah. wands and they're yeah. like, 
Chris, let go. <laughs> You've got this. You'll make it be, it'll be really Chinese. But we can only hold this bar for a minute. Because honestly, there's no other explanation for the Chinese flavor that was imbued in this thing because it was shocking. It's wow. Very, it's shocking. Chinese. So Chinese. And so you mixed, Listen, you mixed both of your recipes? Microbial terroir. <laughs> yeah. Just from my Chinese your germs. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you mixed them. I, I will, yeah, so we mixed so them you, together. I took them home. Mixed race with family. no ingredients. I honestly don't know. Yours was like, it was like your duck grew up eating versions of this and it was like an acorn fed Iberico pig. It was just like loaded with this. Yeah. I just don't understand. Well, the duck grew up eating sorry. You, know I mean? you know what it tasted like too when you go to your like, all, you know, grandma or great uncle's house and it smells yeah. like Chinese medicine. That's what it tasted like. <laughs> That might have been, it was some of just my unguents and my yeah. ointments coming off my hand yeah. into the pot. I just didn't know. I, I was did. like, where did you get the ginseng flavor? I was like, what the fuck? Oh my God. Did you get jujube too? I was like, what the fuck? Where did this come from? I'm, so, I'm not even joking. I was very shocked. Wow, Chris, your essence. We t- we t- I took it home because uh, I didn't have time to cook dinner that night. So I actually took it home and I, I just took both of our braises and served them with noodles. And... Uh, I was like, oh, you know, Dave made a duck, I made a duck, and I combined it in here. And Ruby was like, which piece of meat is Dave's and which piece of meat is yours? I want to compare the two. Oh, like, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> right Ruby's so smart. Just be like this one and this one. She's like, hmm. Which mm, one did she like better? Mm, mm. What did she say? She never gave She just kept the thing. It's like Maybe she just that's because she liked Dave's better. Possibly. And she but couldn't she, hurt your feelings. It's true. It's, it's possible. Yeah. You know, I've seen her hurt Chris's feelings. So. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah, okay. She's not, she's not afraid true. of that. So anyway, that was uh they and they and my family all really enjoyed it and and that was the the one. Did you eat it with rice over noodles? I, I mixed it with noodles. But I mean, you, you actually, the reason I'm asking this, I heard that you had noodles. I'm a little disturbed that you didn't double starch it. I didn't mm. have any rice on hand, but there was leftover sauce that my mom was like, "Ooh, that'll be good on rice." <laughs> okay, so that's the one pot version of Mama Cho Grandma Wong's braised duck. That's the budget version. Now, now we play our game. Now, now we turn to Rachel Kong, uh, who is once again trying to bankrupt this podcast from the inside <laughs> by spending ungodly sums of money and luxifying her dog. What'd you do, Rachel? Well, I did just move. So <laughs> I cooked this last week in a pretty, yeah. Anyway, whatever. Let me, let me go back. Okay. So I thought. Duck, that's a pretty luxe ingredient already. Um, I ordered my duck special from Liberty Ducks mm-hmm. based in Sonoma County. Everybody use it, just like right Frog's Hollow Peaches. Exactly. I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> I was reading on their website, it's a, it's a strain of Pekin duck that was uh, maybe cultivated in Denmark or something. Like what is in these days? <laughs> so the price like went my up 30% starter starter right. coming from Denmark. <laughs> then it was brought to Sonoma where it gets to great, you know, the ducks get to graze on grains and corn and stuff. There's another 30%. <laughs> so the duck was $40 plus uh, $16 shipping. That's very reasonable. Yeah, got okay. shipped to me, uh, you know, in a, in a cooler on a hot day in Los Angeles. I was very worried about it. Um, then I thought, you know, these sauces are so cheap. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so cheap. It's soy sauce, dark soy sauce, shaoxing wine, um, 
Because like it's you struggle to find a bottle of Shoshin wine that is more than two dollars and forty nine cents. Exactly. Basically. But I yeah. found one. <laughs> of course, that you can spend money on Shoshin wine. <laughs> it's true. If you can buy the the real, real, real legit stuff, what yeah. did you spend on Shoshin so wine? So I spent fifteen dollars. It oh, wasn't. No, yeah, can. I don't know where 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 do you get that. I don't know either, but I have one in my house that's a very expensive <gasps> bottle. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So from mine Taiwan. Was, yeah. Mine was $15. Uh, it's from China. It's from Mala Market, which mm-hmm. I like to buy from sometimes. They have really good stuff. So Xiaoxing Rice Wine. Um, I got Zongba handcrafted soy sauce, naturally brewed, fermented for one year. And apparently it's, it's uh, like fermented in these earthenware pots, hand stirred once a day. <laughs> Well, we have established that Chinese hands do make things taste yes. more Chinese. We have yes, yes, this. they do. And so they're, they're, it's stirred every day for one year. This was $40. And also, uh, so, like, how are they doing it? Um, sans gloves or just straight, straight? Hands? I don't think there's gloves involved. <laughs> like National Lampoon's Vacation or the Kool Aid? There might straight? have been, I might have seen some kind of stirring implement, but there's definitely, yeah, very Chinese people stirring these vats. Um, and apparently, it's also fermented with. A mouth mushroom, which is some kind of mushroom that imparts a more of an umami flavor into the soy sauce. A mouth? It's called mouth mushroom. Hmm. You can Google it. I, I don't, don't actually. Let's not look it up. Let's not look it up. Okay, keep, That's, keep going, that seems hard to look up, actually. You know, lost in <laughs> translation, perhaps. Um, so that was $40. It might take you to some weird oh, channel. I did, do oh, not, do no. not Google mouth mushroom. Do not Google mouth mushroom. Do not Google mouth mushroom. He's now on 4chan. <laughs> oh, see this last of us shit going on over here. Oh, no. Okay. So, um, yeah, and then dark soy sauce, the most expensive one I could find was $9. So I got that. <clears throat> so that was a total of um, – well, and then shipping was $13 to me. So that was $77. Um I had some star anise already on hand. It was like a burlap and barrel smoked star anise from Vietnam. It was very good, very smoky. I know where you got that. From Andrea Wynn. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and so I was still. Did you all have that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was, I was still under. Um, <laughs> I, did think you, all, I think did all, you all of these were made with smoked star anise. Well, that's. Courtesy <laughs> well, of Andrea Wynn. Luxe. Exactly. It's both Lux and budget, amazingly. Yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, then I was still short of 150 and I thought you know this is a Chinese recipe what do Chinese people think of as lux so you just bought like a bunch of lottery tickets to go with this with money <laughs> <laughs> you just put it in a giant red envelope <laughs> these are great suggestions great suggestions gold coins yeah um, did you invest in like Roth IRAs <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it's funny because it's true guys <laughs> Did you buy a jade necklace? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, no, I put the necklace, I put a jade bracelet on the duck, on top of the duck. Um, oh, shit. I got abalone. Oh, Whoa, shit. shit. And actually, I Crazy. brought you guys well little gifts. Oh, look wow. at this. Wow. Is this Monterey abalone? Whoa, I have no idea. It's from the Korean store. Oh. <laughs> but this was thirty five ninety four for six little abalone guys. Did and you serve it in a bird's nest too? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I got some swallows. I made them spit in a circular formation. This is a a genius combination move. This is a classic pairing, too. That's that's delightful. You just made milk and cookies together. You know what? This is like, I I mean, I don't know. I want to hear the cooking process, but this really feels like an eighth or ninth inning like home run because I was like, she just bought a bunch of expensive versions of the normal stuff. And then this very smart. This came out very very smart. smart. Very smart. Now, let me ask, how did you tenderize? Well, so you know, you the, beat the hell out of it. I I didn't do that. So let me just say the total was one hundred sixty eight ninety four. And in the tradition of my previous recipe, I also used some very old scallions that were in my <laughs> fridge that I had brought from San Francisco, which might be the most Chinese part of this whole recipe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so so you know, in the recipe, I don't think Chris mentioned this. You're supposed to, like, prop it up on a steamer or something, right? You're supposed to, like, put mm. it on chopsticks or something mm-hmm. at the bottom of the of the big pot. Um, and so I just, like, put abalones on the bottom as, oh. the, as the steamer, <laughs> basically. And I had marinated them in the sauce before, so— Did you take the abalone out and— No, they were, in, they were in the shell. But they were actually face up, so they were, like— sucked. I'm going to cut you some slack. You're not a professional chef. No, okay. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a professional writer. This is the equivalent of me writing a paper. <laughs> but but listen, that okay, so then But I'm kind of I'm trying to figure out like the actual analogy. If you were trying to write a paper, you'd just be like, then I just cut a bunch of words out of the book and I put it on there. I didn't even spell check it. Did you edit it? Yeah, I spell checked it. <laughs> no. Okay. I so I laid them down and like, you know, the flesh side up or whatever, mm-hmm. like touching the duck. Didn't do the steamer stuff. Just like use these like shells as the steamer, basically. I like that part a lot. It's small enough that they were going to be tender regardless. Yeah. Well, and so, um, you know, did everything basically, I think, according to the recipe. Um, and I I sliced the scallions and like put them in ice water so they would get all curly and be fancy lux. Um, when... I guess I don't know when it was done. It was the abalone. Honestly, was the best part. <laughs> I know it soaked up all. The it like sauce. sucked up all the sauce. The sauce was really good. The duck was good, but I, you know, I'm not a professional chef, and I don't cook duck that often. I think the last time I had cooked it was years ago, honestly. And so I didn't know. Like I didn't. It wasn't like as good as a Peking duck, obviously. And I was like, that's not as good as a mm. Peking duck. But the sauce was delicious, and the leftovers the next day actually were really good. You know, just sort of like cold duck, like seeped in juices. Um, and the abalone was like amazing. It was really tender, and it was like full of juice. Did you slice it out of the shell, or did you just eat it? So basically just like, yeah, like popped right out of the shell, and then you, yeah. I yeah. bet you that was very good. It was very good. I, I mean, did, Man, the, I, I was... You know, if I was a judge, I was I was saying, "Well, man, it looks like Chris and his ancestors won this one." <laughs> Thousand generations of Chris Ying and the spider duck. But man, like Rachel came strong with her Malaysian. It was a ninth inning. It was superpowers. A, it was, it was a I mean, she minute. conjured some powerful you spell, can make, and you can make a beautiful jewelry uh, out of this now. Shit, I know, and you know, and like I was, I was, I was thinking the same thing, Dave. I was like, if I were a, if I were my Chinese mom. And I was like, oh, I should just put all this fancy stuff in here. This is just too expensive, like waste of money. And then, but then if the plate came out with abalone on it, she would be like, wow, it's all fancy. <laughs> yeah, it's well played. I, I, I wasn't expecting that. I was assured, I definitely thought Ying was going to run away with this. That's but a, that's a, that's a somebody sick else has powerful ancestors that's and a, she came to play. That is, a, that is a very, very sick move. I will um, say, like, 
yeah, I did. I I do struggle with duck. It's like so big, and afterward, you know, you're like, oh, I have this fucking huge body, <laughs> and you have to kind of like get all the meat off, and then like it's that's, in my. That's literally the phrase I say to myself every morning <laughs> oh, when <no>. I look. <laughs> no, but you know, like it's just like it's it's it it's was almost, like a turkey. No, it's not. But it was just like in between enough that it was like a little hard to find the right thing to marinate it in. Even you know, I guess just the one pot, but like. Can I suggest, by the way, with the yeah. marinade? Yeah. Possibly unnecessary. Totally unnecessary. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't really do it because I was like, Fuck <laughs> You're going to like cook it in a bunch of yeah. soy sauce. Like, what flavor yeah. is it going to not get? But mine from wasn't the like, process? was yours like, I guess yours was because it was just half a duck, but mine was like kind of like splotchy also. Like, it wasn't like uniformly brown because mm. like my pot was, you know, I, I don't know. It just wasn't sitting in the pot right. I think then the, it was like propped up on abalone yes. too. I'm sure that led to something. <laughs> All right. And well, I wasn't the abalone, that vigilant about basting, honestly. A- abalone, very, yeah. very dope. Splotchy duck. <laughs> Slightly less yeah. so, but very, very cool. Um, so that is that is the duck three ways. And we have revised, I don't know if Rachel, you've been around for this. We have no. revised the... We've revised the scoring system based on criticism. Uh, we don't. Re- we do not negotiate with <laughs> critics. <laughs> we do not stop. I can't, I can't conduct this podcast. Oh my with god! Princess Abalone Leia. That looking is at me. beautiful. Abalone Princess Leia looking at me over this here. This is so beautiful. We've revised it to be a taken. We've taken the power out of our hands and given okay. it back to the people in the production booth over there, uh-huh. which today looks like it is Veronica and Gabby. And is there some? Is there, who else is in there? Victoria and Gabby, just the two of them. Uh, they are going to issue a first, second, or third place. We've oh. adjusted all of the scores from the season to reflect that. So lucky you, your goose egg disappeared. <clears throat> you no longer have a zero. Um, the what? As these guys continue to uh, make their decisions, I'm going to do a little <clears throat> update here in real time. Currently, the standings are... It doesn't matter. I've lost. John in very but first Dave, place. But Dave, you look so cute. Dave in second. <laughs> Priya in third. Tied with Brian Ford. And you and I are in last place, Rachel. Amazing. <laughs> with 8.75. Um, and now we are going to turn to Victoria and Gabby in the booth to speak the results into... My ancestors just didn't have enough... Time making duck to channel that power because <laughs> your ancestors Kor- really you took over. You don't know. You don't know. Where what was the, Korea on the list? We don't know. Korea of duck eating per individual, according to the the false list of yeah. <laughs> duck consumption <laughs> here. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't. Not know. even on there. Um, we don't know how these these judges read things. You may you may perform mm. better than you think. No, so, no, no. Gabby, Sun Jong, that's Korean duck place, Cape Town. Oh, we should go. Yeah, it's so good. Uh. Gabby, how is it What's made? The, it's a they take frozen slices of duck, and then it's like a stack of it, and then there's a giant cauldron in front of you, and then you grill it with spring onions, Whoa. and then you eat it on a bed of like a salad, and then once enough, and they plug the hole with uh, kimchi. Oh my god! So the, it just pools all the fat that and they have so this good. whole thing on the oh menu that says gosh. duck fat is healthy for you yes <laughs> korean it people, is korean people have like real k trickery right all the things that every other culture says is bad for you it's good for you yeah grilled meat <laughs> bad for them good for us yeah. good for your skin <laughs> yeah collagen 
And uh, oh my God, anyway, then they, they, so they, they look at how much duck fat is in the thing. Yeah. And then they may or may not take some out, remove the kimchi plug. But then usually they don't. And it's an ungodly amount of duck fat. And all the crispy bits and all the panchan that's near you, all the, the, the kimchi and other delicious things, they throw all the leftover stuff when you're done eating all the grilled duck and they start stir frying it in the, in the duck fat. And then they add the rice. Oh, wow. And, we and go then there. they, wow. and then you basically have this, you've had this exquisite duck. Barbecue this thing. is the most times that exquisite has been used on yeah. a restaurant I'm, I'm really enjoying this description, and I'm sure yeah. the listeners are as well. I cannot believe how well you are balancing those abalone shells yeah. on your ears right now. It's making me What are you talking about? Insane. They just look natural there. What are you talking about? It looks like Beats by Dre, Marine Edition. Seems <laughs> like Davis had practice. It's outrageous. Yeah. Uh, all right, Gabby, give us the results of this week's uh, recipe club scoring. All right. This was a tough one this week. Um, but we think that Rachel really ran away with it. So we're going to go ahead and give her first place. Of course. Um, of course. And she gave us the opportunity for prop work, I'm, which I'm I really appreciate. <laughs> um, and then it was a little bit tougher for second and third, but we think that Dave had a little bit of a harder challenge. Wow. Mm. Dave had a hard challenge braising something in a pot. <laughs> Dave had a challenge braising you know something in a pot. I think uh, your ancestors have disavowed you. This is this is you fucking, have failed them. You this have failed is them. Insane. Dave had a harder challenge. When was the last time you paid respect to your elders? I guess I didn't burn the fucking incense this morning or something. Okay. I think that Dave's challenge was technical and yours was a bit more uh, shopping oriented. Gabby, how do you mm. braise something? I don't know. I'm not. Sure. <laughs> I don't know how to braise something. I will, I, I will say, like, again, like when I tasted it, it was like a thousand generations of yings punched in that that that, that duck. Mm, so you're kind of voting for Chris. I would. I personally, yeah. fucking I personally would have voted for Chris, even though I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> but but I have to say, for me, I would definitely put me last place, even though I did everything and it tasted great. But your but abalone, for style right now. And thank you. Your abalone move was like. That's like a trump card. That was like, I don't even understand what the comp would be because it's such a, you know. It was, it, I'll tell you exactly what it is. Also, screw you guys. <laughs> you, know, is, you know what, you know what just science geek, science, sci-fi geek it is? It's like in Lord of the Rings when, you know, Sauron thinks that he has the upper hand, but he doesn't because all of the horse people are coming. <laughs> the Rohirrim. The Rohirrim. Oh, my Rohirrim! God. That's what happened. So the abalone move on was the, like the hero. On the fifth day, look to the east. <laughs> oh, my God. Chris is my I dungeon gonna, master, actually. I was going to say it was dungeon this. Master. I was going to say it was this. <laughs> it was the princess bride when he's like, wow, you are, you are an incredible oh. swordsman. I'm not a left hand either. <laughs> that was very her Very good, very good. Gabby, we are going to have to talk about this. You... <laughs> We might have to do this since uh, um, redo the grading here for a second because um, Gabby doesn't know about braising. <laughs> <laughs> Gabby doesn't know about braising. Victoria's a vegetarian. What is the judgment <laughs> here? Victoria, what, what, what say you? Victoria, mine was the only one with vegetables in it. I, Chris, uh, I will let you know that I did. I did. Uh, Go for second, but we had to make an executive decision. Oh. You were second in my book, <laughs> but we had to. <laughs> this is some bullshit right I suggested here. that 
Now, Chris, go find a duck several times, and he didn't do it. Um, Whoa. Well, oh. She was like, why don't you go to the park? Well, I can't, can't, oh. I'm going to kill a duck at the park, people. Can I tell you something about a duck? Duck. I've actually... You have I've killed shot a duck a du- in a I've, park. I've shot a bunch of ducks. But in the sky. Yes. Not in the park. Yes. <laughs> no. That would be only Not one. in the grocery store. I store. thought about it. Because um, I like eating wild duck. But funny story. Talk about catching a duck. So... I think this was like 11 years ago. We just found, uh, we had the the owners of this Ryokan in Kanazawa mm. come and they were with our friend Julia. Um, and I haven't seen them in years. The last time we were there, we were with Tony Bourdain. He actually did it on no reservations, all of these chefs. And everyone had to find some ingredient to make this. Uh, you were partnered with a potter. like a, So they made you a specific plate Whoa. for the dinner. Oh, cool. And we actually had to find some some ingredient that was local of Kanazawa. I got rotten, <laughs> really rotten buri, adult hamachi. Oh. And it's, you basically cure it, let it ferment in rice leaves, mm-hmm. sake leaves. It is very forte. <laughs> <laughs> that was mine. I was like, great. I always get this, the most impossible stuff. But I was happy that I didn't get the most impossible task. That belonged to Sean Brock. Because you know how they catch ducks? In Kanazawa, which is like with your hands, you know, it's really hard. Can you give me a guess how they catch ducks? With a when they rope, hunt with, hunting ducks with a rope with a haiku that might work better. <laughs> haiku might work better too. <laughs> I shit you not. You can Google this. I'm sure it's on YouTube. You launch. You <laughs> can't make this a up. net. Yeah, you throw nets <gasps> up. Like, but it's not a net. It looks like a volleyball net <laughs> on two wooden strings, and then like. You like somehow like launch it up and you're high Whoa. trying to, and it's a successful method of catching ducks. Sounds I beautiful. Wasn't for us. That also sounds like if if we were because we like to play this game too. How did the first person catch a duck? If it were up to me, and I was the first person to ever consider catching a duck, that might be the first idea I came up with. Yeah, <laughs> or find one sleeping. Just yeah, find a sleeping. Was, so when they came back and they're like, I didn't even have to ask, were you successful? I was like. <laughs> You know, there was like no way. In <sighs> oh, he had to go and do this. Do it. Wow. Oh, he couldn't just get a net caught duck. I think you can find footage of it. You just like throw a fucking net in wow. the air. Like you're casting a, a net in the water, but you're not even doing that. You don't even have that surface area. You're literally throwing like a volleyball net. Is it like over a tree? Or like, what are you? I don't even know <sighs> how. It's just like. It's- That's like, I'm going to catch this fish by throwing a rock into the water and hoping it hit, knocks one out and it floats wow. to the surface. It's like alone. Basically. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so when you're talking about catching a duck in the in the, in the park, you could have used a net. <laughs> I guess yeah, maybe I that's we, what Gabby's. I thought you were going to go with chicken, honestly, because we had talked about budget duck being a chicken. Listen, yeah. this is not about anything other than no, some no. kind of personal beef Gabby has with me, clearly. And I want Recipe Club listeners to write in and, and revolt about this. But that just uh, <laughs> what that does to the score is leaves me down in the dumps and uh, bumps Rachel up into a three way tie for Whoa. third place. Whoa. Whoa. Um, Reversal of fortune. God, if this this one in one out relegation promotion model sticks, I'm out of here, you guys. For my I'm, getting, I'm getting bumped from this podcast. Uh, How much incense did you burn, Rachel? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I do burn a lot of incense. Uh, Sage. <laughs> next time you're on the podcast, Rachel, and hopefully you'll be doing this uh, with us. Um, your theme ingredient will be lemon. And your choices are, I don't know if you've had a chance to review these. No, I haven't. No. Okay. So you're going to have to do this in real time. There's lemon love notes, AKA a lemon bar by Nicole Aaron, 
Lemon Darty Ice Cream Party by Jeffrey Litt. <laughs> Is that actual making ice cream? ice cream? That's not happening. Uh, easy Peasy Lemonade by Meredith Best. Whoa. Hey, I'm liking that hey, one. <laughs> you have to make ice cream from scratch with ice cream. Uh, let me look How would it. you do that, Lux? Lemon Darty Ice Cream Party by Jeffrey Litt. Lemon Darty is basically sangria margarita. Oh, there's no ice Wait, cream. But there's no ice cream? No, the ice cream part uses an ice cream maker. It's basil, lemon zest, vanilla, mm. half and half. But we can't do that. Egg yolks, all Unless of Recipe stuff. Club is pay- paying for my new ice cream maker. Yeah, well, we actually, that's how you get it. Oh. we actually do. I think we have one coming. Because you have some ice cream stuff you've been wanting to play with. Yeah. But oh. We also have Chris would, Chen's ice cream maker. Oh, yeah. I would say that. Or I could of, throw two sacks uh, of ice. I think maybe ice we bags don't. back and forth. Oh, yeah. You make your own. <laughs> <laughs> I th- let's not do that, maybe. Okay, hold so, on. This is, this is her call. Yeah. Uh, Avgolimeno, which I think is like that right. lemon soup. Yeah. From, it was like, um, from, it, it was popular on TikTok a little while ago. Yes. Yeah. From Katerina. Screw you guys. Ustambasitis. Excuse you. Uh, glazed lemon pound cake by Raymond T. I thought that said Instagram, but it says Ingram. Uh, those be your choices. Can you tell me more about the easy peasy lemonade? God, I hope this is just fucking lemon. The longest but, lemonade recipe Can you just tell me more? I need to I, know I all the you. information. Okay. Uh, easy peasy lemonade, sorry, is six large lemons, 10 cups of sugar, Process the. This is not easy peasy. Oh, process no. the rinds in a food processor until quarter sized pieces. Add to sugar, one and a half tablespoons. Is this a joke? Easy peasy. One and a half tablespoons food grade Epsom salts. I I I have a lemon tree now, which is very exciting. I which one uses the most lemons? Shit. And then I also need to learn about all the new categories. I think that um. I mean, that one used a lot of lemons, but I don't want to eat that either. So the avgolimeno, the the sort of the Greek soup is only one lemon and a small chicken. I don't think that's very lemony. No. Um, the lemon bars, the oh, lemon. We're going to have to make this ice cream, aren't we? Le- yeah, we lemon are. love notes. Well, oh, but though, look, lemon love notes is cute. It's a handwritten recipe card recipe. Um, but is that tattooed on anybody? <laughs> it is just a, a crust of butter, powdered sugar, flour, and then. Lemon filling of two tablespoons of lemon juice, grated no. rind of one no, lemon. No. Well, I think we're making fucking yeah. ice cream. And then Darters. the the lemon darty ice cream yeah. shardy is a uh, yeah. You make this margarita sangria basically. Um, then you make How looks many like lemons? you make some like version of ice creamish stuff. Yeah, this is very complicated. Oh. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Uh-oh. You're making some we kind of crazy. You're making some kind of crazy. Uh, oh, it's like a game. They want you to drink this lemon darty as you're making this ice cream, basically. Ooh, this might be interesting. Oh, so the ice cream is optional. Especially if we. The ice cream is the recipe, and the lemon darty is what you have to be drinking as you're making it. Especially if we have to make Ooh. this together. This okay. could be um, mm. very yeah, I think fun. we do have to do lemon darty. Uh, so that's my choice. Okay. We are going to be making next time. <laughs> I think we ha- actually have to do this all together. Yeah. It's going to be a lemon darty ice cream party by Jeffrey Litt. That's the that's the recipe we'll be making next time. It does sound fun, guys. I, I want to see people making this at home. But Rachel, you're going to take your first. This is every other than Dave and I are the only ones who have gotten to spin this wheel. 
Wow. And now you're going to spin it for yourself. Oh, my gosh. So take a, take a spin on the wheel of death and find out how your the, the restrictions for your lemon darty ice cream party. My ancestors don't know about this wheel, so it's not helpful. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Fusion. Okay. So what happens when she lands on she fusion? She can decide where she wants to fusion. Okay. Yeah. So how do you want to, what do you want to add to this? You can make it a layup. For can yourself. I just, can I just say Asia? Sure. For sure. now. You know, and if that's I'll, how you view Asians, you think you're all the same thing. That's homogenized yeah, group of people. I guess that's fine. Oh, wow. I guess it could be India. Could you look be the China. same as me. It's fine. Yeah. We're all the same. The same. Like, yeah. Our food, our flavors, the same. They can't tell us apart. <laughs> uh, this is the benefit of being Asian. At least, at least <laughs> <laughs> that we get to be racist against ourselves. Yes. Do it. Do it. Let's let's not let's not give other people license to do that. Be slightly more specific with Asia. Okay. Um, well, maybe I'll go Malaysia. Okay. Yeah. Just Malaysian. Now it's a Malaysian lemon darty ice cream party. So is it for, it's just for me though. Just for you. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to be making that. Okay, so okay. let me, I'm going to take a, our Ching, you're sitting right there. Do a spin for your own. Oh, oh shit. How is this going <laughs> to? Oh shit. Dave got under 20 minutes. Oh. I got the jello one. That was hard. Oh my God. <laughs> Hmm. I, I want to say this. There's I, some I, chef thing you know how to do, no, right? No, here's no, 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 no. But here's what I want to say. Just thinking about that that Jello one, and just in, in general, like do whatever you want, Chang. But I, I for one, am not expecting ice cream to be made in 20 minutes. I think that like maintaining the spirit of it and doing something cool well, in our 20 minutes might think differently. Well, they're they're thinking differently in all I mean, kinds like, of ways. I'm gonna have to get liquid nitrogen. It's gonna suck. Yeah, it's gonna rule. It's gonna rule. All right, I'm gonna take a spin. I'm trying to order food for my family. Oh. Wait, wait. No, it's definitely there. Okay. Ooh. Wait, so you, you can choose, choose if I do it and the price. Relax. Oh, but there's you gotta do. Wait, okay. We I, go way back, Rachel. I know, no, I think <laughs> we go way wait, back. Okay, so what is what are the alcohols in it? Tequila, wine, a lot of dairy. A lot of dairy. Oh yeah, the cream and stuff. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna say because we're gonna be all together. I'm gonna say Lux. <laughs> and your budget is gonna be I love this. Two hundred dollars. Okay. What? She's bankrupting us. <laughs> <sighs> I like the, the, honestly. I was thinking to myself, like, oh, I don't want, I don't want budget. But then I was like, it's hard. Budget. I would rather drink some super cheap hooch <laughs> than like really try to make it luxe, especially in front of you guys. But that's gonna make for good uh, viewing. So okay, next time we are all together, it's gonna be. Rachel doing a Malaysian take on the classic lemon <laughs> dirty party. <laughs> Dave Chang making me a excuse me lemon darty ice cream party in less than twenty minutes. Fuck me, uh, a weekday lemon darty ice cream party. And wait, I will does he be, have to make the cocktail in under twenty or just the ice cream? This is confusing. He's got to do both. Uh huh. The cocktail is just mixing a yeah, bottle yeah, of wine yeah. okay. and a cup and a half of tequila. Okay. <laughs> and juices. But he has to drink all of that in 20 minutes mm. as well. Um, and I will be making a luxified lemon darty ice cream party. It is going to be 
Jeffrey Litt. Um, great. <laughs> that is the episode. Uh, we all have to go. Dave's got to feed his family. I need to go have some words with Gabby about what brazing means. <laughs> and Rachel's <laughs> got to go continue unpacking. Thank you all for listening to Recipe Club. Thank you, Rachel, for joining us. Third in place. Person. I'm a fucking disappointment what to am I, my second place? ancestors. You are second place currently, just behind JDB. Well, if you're not first, you're worst. <laughs> second the best? No. That's what losers Third is say. the one with the hairy chest. I, <laughs> I'm, I'm very I glad. Like third, the golden turd. Third is the golden turd? Maybe first is the worst. Second is the best. Third is the golden turd? Yeah. Uh, well, thanks to all of our listeners. Thanks to everybody. Please Thank give you. us five stars, and we'll talk to you all very soon. Bye. Bye.